Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also, small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to LinkedIn.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. All right, before we begin and before I hit the theme, let's say some thanks to our friends over at Gooder Sunglasses. You're not sure they get the joke? Well, guess what? Let me give you a taste. This is from their own website. Introducing frequent SkyMall shoppers. <laughs> Do you sob when you hear when you heard that SkyMall went bankrupt in 2015, or did you just find out like us? Either way, pour out a ludic ludicrousy. <laughs> what the fuck? I teach English. An, an insane, sm- insanely small airline bottle of liquor. Then <laughs> memorable, memorable. Fuck it. Um, they're really funny glasses, and they're really fun stuff. And they 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 like the big words. And these, I I think the reason why I picked it, and obviously didn't do my pre reading of my copy, which is not very smart of me, but I love that they're kind of. You know, making fun of the fact that they kind of look like the old-fashioned blue blockers, and yeah. um, and I've had a lot of people comment on the fact that I look like I'm wearing blue blockers, and that isn't even the new ones, the new styles that are out there. So be sure and check out them, and you can read the words, and then you can make fun of the fact that I, as a full-grown adult male who actually has taught English, cannot pronounce specific words. <laughs> great quality, great style, great price. Also, thanks to yep. You guessed it, Scratch Labs, made from scratch. See how I did that? Hydration, energy, and recovery. Check them out, and trust me, you'll love the flavor, the variety, and the way it makes you feel. Mm. 
scratchlabs.com. So let's do this. I should have re-recorded. That was just... Fuck it. I still... I got gooder, right? Yeah. Hard to screw that one up. Give me time. Yeah. (laughs) And then a couple more beers. Oh, my gosh. Let me bring the volume down a little bit on that. On that theme. And we will go out there and say that, hey, you guys, we are just four days into the tour, and I am already exhausted. And and, and I'm not even writing. Uh, yes, as, as usual, welcome to the Pack Filler Podcast. We are live on both YouTube and, well, no, we're not live on Facebook, because I just went live on YouTube because we're playing with a new streaming service. I've been playing around, so if it sucks, you can blame me. In on the discussion, the expertly opinionated panel here to provide you with an insight uh, that you can't find anywhere else. For example, Greg Van Avermaet is apparently a potential tour winner. <laughs> he, he got fourth the other day. <laughs> on a flat stage? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's in it to win it. He's faster than you, okay? Well, shit, no shit. He's faster than me, man. I mean, give me something I don't know. (laughs) I can't wait. I hoped you picked a full team, by the way, because I want to see that whole team. Yeah, whoever the top top ten are, I I picked them. Yeah, there we go. In the the panel here, he's the closest thing we have to a staff Cicerone, and I never learned that word until I dealt with him. Uh, let's welcome Paul Maine. How are you, man? Yeah, I'm doing all right. <laughs> and he's the closest thing we have to Beyonce. Welcome, Karsten Hagen. How are you, dude? Oh, that just went out live. Karsten flipped me off and digging in his ear up to the second knuckle there. I see wow. that we were good, yeah. And he's the closest thing we have to youthful cycling-based potential. Let's welcome back Jackson Bulger. Jackson, how are you, man? Hey, I'm good. <laughs> and I'm your host, the closest thing to cycling the world has to a fat black cat. I'm Pat Bulger. In other words, I am a curse. And I am going to just completely fuck over any riders who have the potential of doing something amazing in this bike race. Um, Gentlemen, we are recording this on September 1st. Uh, The 2020 Tour de France is four days underway. Torino Adriatico starts in six days. Uh, The Women's Giro starts in 10 days. And the Montreal Grand Prix starts in 12 so, in other words, uh, if it weren't for the actual fact that we're in the midst of a global pandemic, this would be an amazingly exciting time to be a bike racing fan. Um, I, I hope we can all agree on that one. I'm um, Pat. Yeah. Montreal's canceled. Montreal's canceled? Yeah. Same with Quebec. <laughs> Fuck. Canada. Yeah, Canada. Yeah. Blame Canada. It, it's right in the middle of maple, maple syrup producing. I think that was the the deal you're shitting me no of course i am <laughs> okay <laughs> I'm like wait, wait wait what um yeah because you know kind of like uh, lombardia was they want everybody no it was milan san remo where they wanted everybody up into the hills but because it was too much celebrating going mm-hmm. on oh shit so well, well i got all the other races right yeah zero women's zero still happening yeah okay okay um you guys let's let's start off with the usual question um Who's been riding? Karsten did Jackson and Karsten both just went for a visual cue on an audio podcast. Even though I do have your screens, but um, uh, you guys both have both been riding consistently. 
Yeah. Brag it up. Go ahead, Jackson. Okay. Um, well, the other day um, I did a, a little indoor session and then, uh, yeah. Uh, it's too soon. I know, I know. Um, it's hot. It was yeah. exactly, it was way too hot. Um, I felt my head throbbing throughout and it wasn't, the, I didn't love it. So like <laughs> dad, like you and I texted back and forth, you know, we'll leave it to the colder days right now. Um, yeah. I just got out today as well, got off road a little bit. So that was that was nice. Hoping to do something tomorrow on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, so you've been, you, I heard you say that you were like shooting for, uh, you know, you're in school full time, even though you're indoor yeah. school full time, but you've been trying for like a uh, minimum mileage week or something like that. You know, yeah. You know, I set a, uh, a goal of 75 miles a week with school and everything. Yeah. Um, I can get kind of, short and hard sessions in and that'll get me up to that mark so still keeping the fitness up but you know mm-hmm. maintaining right now yeah that's all i'm striving for karsten and you're about to brag it up because you just have all the time in the world to ride right whatever <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've, I've been riding a lot as whip because it's been so damn hot and smoky um, oh. but I did manage to ride out. I rode with Mike Burdo on Sunday, Mike and Melinda. Uh, um, that was really fun. Just, you know, dude that, um, has been a part of my cycling life since I was about 15. Uh, and, uh, it was a great ride. And then, uh, Saturday did a big ass long ride in the mountains. Wow. Uh, it was really hot. It was really hot. I, I, uh, <clears throat> ran out of water. I don't know, three quarters of the way into it and somehow survived. Um, but yeah, I've just been trying to, you know, um, instead of just sitting there uh, staring at my computer, <clears throat> getting out and writing, um, you know, it's just been, uh, I've kind of rediscovered cycling, really. Yeah. I'm searching for that, I think. I'm, I'm starting to kind of get myself, I'm starting to get into, I, I wouldn't, you know, it's not like it's a rut or anything like that, but it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm kind of enjoying just a little mix up here of things like that and doing a little, a little different things. Paul's going to get mad at me because I did go out on my gravel bike a couple times and I've been enjoying that. But don't think I'm I don't have I'm a not breaking up that. the band or anything like that, you know, or something like that. <laughs> I just I I can only get dropped by you the, so the many times. The only time that would upset me is like we plan on doing this race and you went on the gravel ride. Oh, and okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm a little tired for the race, you know. <laughs> I got, but I only got two, maybe two, no, two rides in this last week, like a forty-some miler, and then a really short ride. It wasn't very impressive, but I got out. I got out. So, um, this is the time of year when it's, I don't know. I really want to find a reason to get out more because it's 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 beautiful. It's getting pretty where we live here. Well, it's always pretty where we live here, if you don't look at the, you know, meth deals or, you know people's toilets in their front yard and their cars parked in the front yard and things like that um but i'm, I'm looking forward to that paul you've been riding uh, uh, same old story not as much as i should be or want to yeah. you know um <clears throat> yeah i got out only once uh this weekend um setting up my had my wife wants a little knitting studio in the back <laughs> <laughs> so it's all now it's it's erected okay. and uh and I have to paint and stuff. But is uh, this a this she weekend, shed? 
Oh, don't call that. <laughs> for her, no. <laughs> is it separate from the house? It is separate. And it's like a little it's, building? It, it's, it is a building. It's uh, 12 by 10. So here's the deal. It's a she shed. No. A, no, I don't want to give that title <laughs> because when I'm hoping she'll get bored because it's too hot. Someone burned down my she shed. <laughs> it's not a she shed. <laughs> Quit calling my she shed. <laughs> Uh, I'm hoping she gets bored with it. It's too hot, too cold, whatever, and she'd rather do it in the house. And then it becomes a he yeah, shed. Yeah, 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 man. Dave, Dave and I have already figured out where we're going to put the bar <laughs> and where they're going to taps. I've got a sub panel going out there, <laughs> all kinds of stuff. I've oh. set up the TV and I got more clear coat for the top of your bar if you want. Oh, nice. There's a good looking version of Karsten right there. I just he's he's got his dog on the screen, so I'm letting all the listeners see that instead of Karsten's face. Um figured everybody needed a break. Yeah. I but you uh, yeah, I was wondering something was going on because I remember talking to you about the tour stage this weekend mm-hmm. and then there was nothing like I'm going riding. Anybody want to go ride? And I was like, oh shit. Something. Something yeah. happened in the main household. Yeah, yeah. something's yeah. up. He's yeah. got something going on. <laughs> Building a at least it's not a deck. I'm not. <laughs> hey, I finally got the extra boards. They're only eight it. foot long. Though. I know. Right. Yeah, we're going to have to change the pattern of the deck, but that mm-hmm. has nothing to do with cycling. You're just putting crap on top of it anyway, so who cares? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Just so long my wife's happy, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, so is anybody looking for some events or challenges like this fall or something ahead even into 2021, or is there something you guys are all thinking, this this I'm doing that. That's what I'm going to start training for. Has anybody got anything like that on the horizon? Crickets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do, but I just got done talking, so somebody else could take over. What was the question? Sorry. Anything, oh. <laughs> anything, anything, either this fall or next year that you're like, do you know what? I'm going to start focusing on that. That's something in the fort in the future that I'm going to get going and 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 put on my calendar. You know, I. We've we've talked a little bit about the midnight century. I I'd like to do well in that. Um, really? Yeah, I think that'd be kind of fun. Or you know, <laughs> just I'd like to ride any race right now. You know, <laughs> I think that's the thing that I'm yeah. just really looking forward to is just something to ride competitively in. Yeah, I like I like that goal. Jackson nailed it. I mean, if we actually have racing next year, there's a couple of spring races in Oregon that I love. Um, they're, you know, relatively flat and or rolly, um, piece of cake and piece cherry cake. pie and, and, um, dirty circles. And, um, those are fun races for me cause I'm fucking huge. And, <laughs> you know, I, I, I love doing those races. And if, if I could be reasonably fit for those, you know, and 50 plus I'd be stoked. Yeah. Paul. Yeah. Well, got? It's all based on next year, and, and it is. You're and, you're thinking 2021. Yeah, this is all down the toilet. I mean, we, we mentioned in, uh, last week or two weeks ago about doing Coeur d'Alene Grand Fondo. Yeah, and you read about it. It's like there's no staging start. It opens up from seven to nine, and keep your distance and you finish. And there's like a middle medal. I think you pick it up off the table if you're the whole idea of a Grand Fondo. To me, and I'm not disparaging they're trying to make things work but i'm not going to pay 95 bucks yeah to he's to to go ride in a not group to finish to grab a medal and and not 
talk to people. Yeah. So that, I, that's just my take on it. But uh, as in for my goals, I'm already looking forward to Ace from uh, Turtle Bloom. Oh. Threw it out that they're because they do that uh, stage race series. So they're thinking about moving um, Walla Walla into May and then Turtle Bloom into June or down a little bit, giving a little bit more buffer for these things to happen because uh-huh. of the COVID. Yeah. So uh, that kind of got the juices flowing and uh, found a guy that I'm going to start doing yoga this this uh you're gonna do it? you're gonna yeah, do it through sure. that guy yeah. yeah yeah barry barry chapman I, walla walla, if, if walla walla happens i'm all over that one i love that race i don't even know it three days walla. three three stage race right four four, four stage two road races a those people trial and a crit yeah. one okay. of the best crits ever really yeah it's it's uh big money and you can pedal almost all of it wow those okay. are fun. Yeah. Okay. I'm still nervous. I, do, I still don't know if I'm ready for uh, for the full 4A entry back into um, classic road and crits and things like that. It's been a while. I mean, I've, I've, been, I've done, you know, some in the last years, and I, you know, I, I don't know. I've still got that little shithead on my shoulder going, <laughs> you suck. This is going to work. You're going to get dropped. You're going to spend all that money we for all fucking suck, nothing. Though. Yeah. We all suck. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what happened to me. I, I, I used to be somebody who thought they were fast, and now I'm somebody who's just like, what? It could have been a contender. I know. It's <laughs> I've just I've lost what what I've what I used to be. Pet, go home. Pet, stop crying. <laughs> that, that's what that's what Eddie B said to me back in the day. Um, so guys, let's get to the reason why we've gathered here today: the 2020 Tour de France. Uh, so far, I do want to mention at the outset because I don't want people to. Um, number one, accuse me of anything like this, and number two, to bring attention to it, that, that uh, Lizzie Dennigan, if, if anybody I didn't can. see the La Course, uh, the, the, that finish in that in that race, that was freaking a brilliantly timed sprint against Mariana Voss. Um, I really wish there were more stages. I wish there was actually a tour, even though there's a plan in the future, and I love that the Giro is going to be its own separate event, and I think um, I think women's races needs more stuff like that. But uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the women's zero. How long is the women's zero? Is it? It's not a three week tour, is it? It is not. Ten, I think. Ten days. We got to look on the schedule here. Women's zero. Where is it? it? Where the hell is it? It was on my. Oh, it's on the Backside. on the on the women's calendar. It is the 11th through the 19th. Yeah, ten days. Yeah, ten days. I mean, we're making progress. Yeah. Yeah, baby steps, and and it finishes the day before the world. So, what technically, worlds? oh, there is no fucking worlds. God, everything's getting canceled. Well, they're thinking wow. about it having the worlds in Fra- France now because yeah. it's already set up. Yeah. So, yeah. this uh, this last week, it has been confirmed for sure that there will be worlds, but it hasn't been confirmed on the location yet. I know that. They were talking about Tuscany or Italy was was on the docket for a while there. Is that true? I don't know. I don't know what I'm fucking the, talking about anymore. I'm just I an inexperienced idiot. I heard rumors of that, but you know how they really can control the roads there. When when Grandma goes to get some cookies, yeah, for her her afternoon espresso and. <laughs> 
and pulls out of a driveway in front of the Lombardia <laughs> a monument that's been going on for a hundred years. Didn't know it was happening. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, I'm going to get some cookies. <laughs> what are you going to do? I'm going to get a cookie. Fuck you. Now she's got a great Mac Shackman sized dent in the side of her. Yes, great. <laughs> Chunk of his collarbones wedged into the tail light. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we got a bird's wing in the trailer. No, honey, that's Max Shockman's <laughs> collarbone. Oh, Jesus. Um, so we've had, uh, let's look at the tour. We've had two, two sprint stages, one day of complete carnage. We've had tears of joy. We've had boatloads of climbing. Um, our first, uh, and I could be incorrect because I've heard people saying that it was the first uphill finish in the first week ever, but I've also heard that it was the first uphill finish in the first week since the 1970s. So, um, you know, yeah. Um, and we've had, we have to admit that you guys, if you've been watching, we've had probably better mask wearing and social distancing than most American grocery stores. It hasn't been perfect, but you can see that people actually give a shit about the future and they want something, you know, to continue on and, and, and good news. Um, so, uh, gentlemen, let's let's get your thoughts. First of all, the riders you had chosen five days ago, um, how are they doing? And uh, just let's just start there. Who are the riders you chose and how are they doing at this point? So I don't know. I don't care who wants to go first, but anybody can go first. Before we before we get into that, Seth fucking Coos. Holy shit. Yeah. We didn't really talk about him. And today he absolutely proved his worth. He did. Well, I I would have picked. In fact, I originally picked Sepkos, but I didn't stick with him because I thought this guy's going to completely blow himself. Yeah, I don't think he's got the juice for three weeks, but um, not blow himself, but blow himself up. Because <laughs> if he finished that, he did I vote it's for very the guy. important? Yeah, exactly. Commas, you know, too are important. Yeah, commas, commas <laughs> could never avoid, never pay. You know, Let's go eat, grandma. A big deal. Let's go eat, grandma. See. <laughs> Commas, punctuations. You should know that. You're an English I'm teacher. An English teacher I'm questioning your, your ability since you can't pronounce, pronounce the Pronounce the opening, the opening of yeah. the show. Yeah, exactly. Um, I will tell you guys, um, yeah, Sepkus today, uh, amazing. Um, wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he was crazy. He went to the front and just strung the peloton. That yeah. was crazy. Um, is there anything that guy can't do? Uh, maybe, no, <laughs> maybe knit. Yeah, I, I don't know if he's got into knitting yet, but he, he needs a he needs a shed. <laughs> he needs a he needs a studio, <laughs> like my <Work> wife. <laughs> he can time trial too. Remember, except for you know uh, fences. Uh, oh no, he's he's national Belgian champion. TT beat uh, Campenarts. So talk to me about the riders you guys picked, gentlemen. I, for example, am um, I picked uh, Pavel Sivakov, um, and um, I'm really sorry to him. I'd like to apologize to him, and I would like to say that he is a victim of the Pat curse. Um, so is Tish Benut, another rider I picked. <laughs> Did you guys see his crash today where he said hello? To, he he, was, he in, introduced was, his Cervello to a guardrail. No, it, it was a, a, a Ridley. No, is it Cervello? Yeah, yeah, it's a Cervello. You're right, Cervello. Yeah, 
That's right, because he's on Sunweb now. I'm yeah. my bad. I think, that's the, I think that's the second frame you've broken in half in this tour. Yeah. <clears throat> Miguel Angel Lopez, the first day. Yeah. Oh shit. Well, that's that was sta- <laughs> that stage. Anyway, I suppose we're going to be touching base yeah, on that one. We got anyway. so yeah. we're we're jumping all over the place here, but that's okay. Um, and I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna come out and say that um, Primos Rodrik is is my team leader. I'm gonna knock. Echoes back and let the, let it ring. Let it ring. Let it ring the knock because I don't want to fuck him over. Um, that sprint today made me very happy. Made me very happy. So other guys, other people, how are your riders doing? Anybody want to go? Paul, how are your riders doing? I have Roklic also okay. um, doing all right. I had uh, uh, Buchmann who ended up uh, losing a little bit of time. I'm not worried. He's banged up. He's going to come back. Yeah, it, it, yeah. I won't touch that. And then, of course, Sivakov. You did pick Sivakov yeah, yeah. too. But he would be, in retrospect, when I look at it, Anyway, we'll we'll talk about today's stage, yeah. and then I'll put my bit in there. But that poor kid's hanging on by tooth and nail because yeah. he crashed at the Dauphiné a week before on his left side, crashes the first time oh, on his right side, and then his second crash that day on stage one is back on his left side. How and do you think that feels? You just saw the spirit draining out of him. <clears throat> That's what he said. He, he was said, just miserable. Yeah, he said that the second crash was like, why am I here? Uh-uh. Um, Fuck bike yeah, racing. Yeah. Yeah. He throws it just like like Karate Kid. Yeah. Then he's looking yeah, for a dumpster. Yeah, he didn't just, have I one, so he bike. continued on. You know, I'm looking. so glad that you guys remember my Karate Kid reference. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jackson, um, how are your riders doing? Um, the ones in my fantasy team are doing really yeah. well. I predicted three of the last four stage winners. Fuck. Um, I, I have, obviously, Roglic as my team leader. Um, then I also, I also have... People like Alaphilippe, um, Caleb Ewan. Yeah, um, yeah I have uh, Tade Pogachar And the, the person who I decided would get second this year, Bernal, surprised me today in how he could not stick. And he was on the full-on limit, I thought, when everyone was going for that final push. I was a little surprised to see his form like that. That was – w- I'm not going to – disagree with you because I was watching him on the rivets there as that sprint went off. I don't expect him to be a true sprinter though. And and it looked like the hill kind of flattened out, correct me if I'm wrong, um, right towards the tail end of the finish. But he looked like um, he was, he was working really hard coming into the final, what, 200 meters of that. that, He died big time. When, when somebody like that, he jumps on Ruggles' wheel and then created a gap and looked over his shoulder and pulled out. Everybody's like, "Dude, who does that?" Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, and, and if we touch base on that again, because there, there's my yeah. take on that. But it's Jackson's turn. Oh, okay. Oh, I will also say um, another person <laughs> on my team, uh, <laughs> Sergio Higuita, who is fourth place right now. I'm. I was this close from picking Danny Martinez, but kind of happy I didn't. Unfortunately, he did fall yesterday. Yes, he did. Yeah, lost yeah. some time. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you've got and you are quite a bit up on me in the rankings, and I hate you for it again. 
Yeah. yeah. No, just keep laughing it up, pal. Um, Karsten, who, who, I, I don't even know. Are you, you talked to me about signing up for the entire um, yeah. fantasy league I, like a day after the tour started. Right. Yeah, because I, I was busy with work and I just didn't. I just, it was month end and I just didn't fucking do it. Sorry. I think you uh, can still do it. I think you can still sign up. I couldn't, I couldn't figure out how to do it. Oh. I don't think, um, I don't think Same. you can. No, you uh, can't. Okay. Yeah. So, but I mean, I, I, my top three were Rowlich, uh, um, uh, Dumoulin and, uh, Quintana and, um, see Rowlich, obviously, uh, we got that one. Um, uh, Dumoulin got 11th today. And uh, I could have sworn there was a Van Avermaet in there. That was not your I number three. I didn't pick him for top three. I just, I just brought him up as a Should we go to the, the tape? tape? Yeah. Should we go to the tape? <laughs> Jackson, did he pick Greg Van Avermaet as a potential tour winner? I think there was at the end a loss of names <laughs> going into the mind. Greg Van Avermaet was the first that came to. Yeah. yeah. Because like, we were trying to help him out, and we said Zacharin. He goes, no, Van Avermaet. Yeah. So Zacharin's their stage. Sorry. Sorry, Karsten. Okay. Well, I didn't put him on the top three. I, know, I, I, <laughs> I, do, think he's, I do think he's a dark horse. But uh, uh, I did pick Rolich. And I will say none of us really called um, – none of us, again, I'll say it again. None of us really um, did a good job of calling Owl Fleet uh, for, the, you know, for a – uh, doing as well as he's done so far. Jackson oh, picked him. Jackson, Jackson did pick him. Yeah. The, the, and the youth shall lead them. Um, because, yeah, Jackson did pick him, and I think he's got him on his fantasy team. I didn't expect him to do, especially like today. I, it, the French keep saying things about like, hey, this guy's going to be a potential tour winner. And Philippe, I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> wow. Philippe keeps saying, no, 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 I am not a tour winner. I am not going to, I'm not doing that. And then you watch him today on these kind of stages like this, and that guy is just cruising with him. I, I know I he's say, probably I not got, say, what's that? I did call him as a stage winner for uh, stage uh, two. Yeah, you did? Yeah. Oh, okay. How's the stock was- market going to do next year, Carson? <laughs> Because I'm invested heavily in certain things, and and I just need you to tell me what to do. No, I'll tell you what to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, how about the? Did, did we cover everybody in that in that aspect of the of the of the first question? Okay. The second question I asked you guys earlier today to come up with your "I called it, dude" moment. That moment where you're sitting with your friends and you go. Dude, I totally called that. I knew that was going to happen. It's that moment that something you only knew was truly going to happen. For example, I didn't say it out loud on the podcast, and I'm not pulling a uh, a Greg Van Avermaet kind of a moment here, (laughs) but I truly am starting to think that I fuck up writers' careers. I think I have a superpower, and my superpower is to destroy writers. And one of my thoughts in my prediction was that Adam Yates was going to co- show some signs of strength. And I could have called it, but I didn't call it. So in other words, I'm full of shit. But that is my, I called it dude moment. Anybody got one? Paul, you, you got an I, I called it moment? That I didn't tell anybody. And No, uh, you could. Yeah. Or you, fuck. Like Dave and I are watching this, you know, the tour and yeah. stuff. Um it was not prior to, but well, kind of prior to. In stage one, 
when Astana was going against uh, Tony Martin, and he's like flagging. And then, of course, in typical Astana style, like when somebody drops a chain, you attack, or uh, you know what's another one that they've done, you know, s- several times. Uh, they're notorious for stuff like that. So everybody calls a truce. That was and, karma. And. It didn't matter if you were on rim brakes or disc brakes, which, by the way, they had disc brakes. <laughs> <laughs> they did have discs. Yes, they did. He lo- that's why he locked it up. Uh, you, you, you lock up, you're done. It doesn't matter what type of brakes, if you're locking it up and that. So Nice is hasn't had rain for two and a half months. Shit. And there's olive trees and the oil from cars and the olive trees drop their stuff. And you put a little moisture on that and it gets slickery. It's not... Um, so, yeah, I, I, you can see, boy, oh, you can see his angle because everybody's going in the line. He's taking this strange line, and right before that, I'm thinking, he's going to miss this. I mean, there's that split second. I could just see it happen. <laughs> that line is shit, and then he locked up. He panicked, too. He, he locked up the back wheel. And that was one of those moments why people watch NASCAR, I think. Yeah. <laughs> because it was it – was, I'm so glad he walked away from it. But that whole slide into that sign was just like, oh, oh, oh. When you saw him finally hit that sign, it was just, oh, my God. It looked horrific. But he rode away. He just got back Yeah, I think it, the speed actually started, you know, it wasn't that bad. It's just that you've got an object that's not going to move that he hit. Yeah. <laughs> There's inertia plane there, so... Um, yeah, yeah. What's that was my uh, dude. That yeah, I would have said, yeah, that Astana did, would would do that. No, well, I thought they're going to miss a corner, mm-hmm. and as soon as they hit that corner, and I had that flash, I saw Lopez's angle. It was just like that's bat, and he locked yeah. up that back really? break, and I went, oh, oh wow. here we go. So um, <laughs> Jackson or Karsten? Jackson, you got to I called that dude. I called that moment. I do. Um, today I was. After I finished my virtual class, I um, <laughs> I called the fact that I'd be bored. Yeah, <laughs> um, but um, my girlfriend and I have been kind of watching the tour together, and she wasn't able to because she had quite a few classes today. And she walked in, and she's like, "Who do you think is going to win the stage today?" And I looked at her, and I said, "I really think Roglic is going to win, but I have a feeling it's probably not going to happen." Wow. That's that we have proof of an I called it, dude. Exactly. And then he went he went to win it. I even set him as my uh, road captain today. The first time you've been wrong, Jackson. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I you, now wait, you've been you can cha- you've been changing your road captain daily? You can change your road captain. Shit. Yeah. I I probably could have just experimented and figured that out, but well, I haven't been changing my road captain on my fantasy team. I've stuck with Roglic the whole time. Paul, you're just shaking your well, head. Here's here's the only thing about about that. I overthink everything. It, like, look at the Pack Filler Classic. I mean, I had to overanalyze. <laughs> if I start getting into trying changing, I'll spend twelve hours a oh. day just on. I can't do that. I can't. I've got to. I sold Civikov Jerk Store. Today. I'm sticking Jerk, with Jerk Store. I sold Civikov today. I got I got rid of Civikov on my fantasy team. And I just I wanted to give the guy a break. The guy deserves something better than being on my team. <laughs> Karsten, did you have a I dude I called it moment? Yeah, uh, uh, when uh 
when um uh fucking what's his name won the stage um little french dude well, I was, Alain I just, Philippe. Alain Philippe, yeah uh, I don't know what it is about this podcast, but I always forget stuff. Um, but yeah, all Philippe, uh, I called that one. Uh, in, fact, in fact, I think I even texted everybody. Um, and there was a yeah, point there where I thought, oh, maybe I called this wrong. You know, uh, maybe uh, maybe he's not going to get it, but he got it. it See, great, that was a great win. Uh, yeah. I was thinking in that when there's three up with Adam, Adam Yates was off the list, but Hershey is a fantastic he's uh i think under 23 world champion that one yeah he is yeah so and he's got a kick but he cocked up that sprint he cocked it up if you look from the bird's eye view he left a gap yeah he grabbed some water at the wrong time and then that's there was a gap and but he was coming full steam he ran out of real estate but that's that's how you learn that's bike racing so. Oh, I'm, I'm sure that's what he took to bed that oh, night. Yeah. Like, well, that's how I learn. <laughs> well, I won't do that again. <laughs> oh, damn it. I should have listened to Dad. Next time. <laughs> yeah, and Dad probably texted yeah. him. Yeah. I told you. I don't told drink you stay so on much. His yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Jesus. I wonder what I wonder what Sean Yates is saying to Adam. Oh, don't lead it out, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I think we're going to see some more fireworks from Adam. I, I'm, I'm praying we're going to see some more fireworks from him. How about a rider that surprised you? Did anybody have a rider that just was like, wow? For example, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you two examples. Number one, Caleb Ewan. I, I've, I've come on this podcast many times and said I'm, I'm, I don't necessarily like the dude. But I take that back. I, I just like I'm going to take back the fact that I said Athletic Brewing was not good beer. It's not good podcast beer, but it's good beer when you're just <laughs> sitting there after a ride on the back deck looking at your Strava. And I've been I've been having a couple here, and they're, they're really low calorie, and they taste good, and they're less than 0.5 percent alcohol. So you know, there's a commercial for do a company you, do that doesn't drink, even know me. Do you drink decaf coffee too? No, hmm. I, I I drink a lot of Athletic. Brewing. It's do you? Good yep. Um, it, it's 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 got a it's got a time and a place, and I think I, and so anyway, I owe them an apology, just like I do Caleb Ewan. Um, watching that sprint and the fact that he came back from and 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 had to swerve his way around Peter Sagan to get to uh, Bennett and not Bennett. Um, 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 shit. Yeah, Sam Bennett. Sam Bennett. Yeah. No, it, what's that? No, I was just agreeing. Yeah, um, and and to be able to pull that off and to and have that much speed going into holy shit, um, that guy was my the writer that surprised me. And my other writers that surprised me are a lot of these attackers like Pierre Roland today. Uh, to see him going out and 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 you're seeing confidence in riders that you haven't seen in a while. Uh, mainly, I think it's because you don't have this one team, Ineos. That is completely controlling the peloton and completely shutting things down. Now, Yumbo Visma can do that, but we'll have, we have yet to see if that's going to be the case. So, so there's my riders that surprised me. We'll go backwards on this one. Who went last on the on the last question? Was it Karsten? Mm-hmm. Karsten, riders that surprised you. Well, Richie Port hasn't broken anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about Richie Port. I'm not going to. Uh, no, there's um, no reason to. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm no, not talking I, about really it. Nobody, we're only on stage four. You know, I, 
it's I'm surprised uh, at how uh, until today how little Yumbo um, has been acting like the, the the you know the the dominant team. Today they seem to finally figure it out. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, it took them. It, it's it. I would have thought they'd have had their shit together for the first three stages more than they did. Um, but today they they certainly they certainly figured f- figured stuff out. That's, that's, that's kind of a lame answer, but that's no, the best I'll thing. take it. I'll take it. Paul, who, were you second or was Jackson second? No, it doesn't matter. I don't care. Jackson, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Right that surprised you. Um, I think two people that surprised me. Um, first today, um, I, I I think this is how you say his name, Guillaume Martin. Yeah. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. He surprised me today going off the front. I wasn't, Kofidis. I wasn't really, yeah, Kofidis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was not really expecting him to be in the mix, even though I kind of did say it on our yes, you did mm-hmm. I, on our pre-race show. So I think I think that was kind of cool to see a Kofidis rider go off the front. I also um, was like I today I was I knew what Wout Van Aert could do, but um, when he is like stringing out the peloton yeah. at an eight percent grade, like I was surprised to see him there pushing that that type of power out. As I said earlier, is there anything this guy can't do? And uh, where is the fact that he's been going for so long? I mean, well, not so long, but I mean, to to take something like, you know, early, you know, not early season, but to be rocking and rolling and ready to hit it right when you come into the season, you know, Strada Bianca and then to to be there at Milan San Remo and all this kind of stuff. It's like, holy shit. Does this guy is this the fountain of youth? I mean, is there something going on? No, I never mind. I didn't mean that. I didn't <laughs> say is there something going on. I didn't say that. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um, did I cut you off, Jackson, or did you get all your writers that surprised you? No, oh, that was that was it. Okay, Paulie. Uh, well, I have to agree with Jackson. Uh, well, has uh, done team. You know, everybody's like he could be challenging, and I think if. If the focus was the challenge on the green jersey, he would have it right now. Yeah. Without a doubt. I don't think Sagan is firing on all cylinders. Um, but the other part, I, I I think every time I watch him race, Wout um, race, I realize he understands, in my opinion, is he really understands bicycle racing. His duty for that race, he's not, the ego's not in, in place. Yeah. When Dumoulin went down, uh, when um, he looked over his shoulder and, and Kiyokowski swept his wheel and went down, um, he stopped. Yeah. Gave him a push, got him make sure everything's going. I mean, that's not a kid with an ego. And then what he did today was phenomenal. Um, uh, it, it, I mean, it was it was a cat one, and you listen to all these riders, and even Barnell says that it was so bloody fast that – you know, a lot of people like I thought I I was there. I mean, it was a big group, but most of it from his doing from the get go, from before yeah. Se, uh, uh, Sep Kuss came uh, took over, it was his doing. He just poured on the gas, and the cool thing is when you see him pull off, there's <laughs> he stopped crank. It was done. Yeah, I mean, he emptied the tank completely. Absolute explosion. Um, so yeah. somebody that young, well, he's not really. It was twenty five, um, but. Racing in the in the pro tour for this is his third season. He really gets it. I think he's an intelligent rider. Um, so yeah, that's one. And then 
The other one on the negative side that surprised me is Carapaz. Uh, yeah. I I just don't. Well, we'll I don't know if we'll ever touch base on this, but uh, Enios has no riders on there right now. They don't have, and I've mentioned many times, uh, Nico uh, Portal. That was the anchor on that team yeah. as a director. They don't Do have Garrett Thomas. They don't have Froome. They don't have any leaders. They're all young guys. And and uh, pa- Pavel Sivakov was, was going to be the launch man for for Brunel. And you look at today's stage, I mean, he was dropped before There's the no launch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other guys aren't there. They've lost, um, although he's not doing so well. He's at Bahrain. Um, Bahrain um, oh, Wild uh, Poles. Wild Poles, yeah. yeah. So... You know, it is early. Uh, we made a mention, kind of going off on a tangent here. Do it. But in the in the uh, when Carson was going, you know, look at these guys. This is stage. What was it two? And I'm like, I don't like Yumbo putting so much effort into yeah the race this early. There's nothing to gain. Right. There's just you know, and it's the third week. You watch what things are going to change. People start coming unwound. At that point in time, and that's the scary part about Enios. They know that. You look at Bernal last year; he wasn't doing. He was kind of what he was at today. Yeah, he was there, but he just didn't have the spark. And then you get to the third week, and the, it's not a like a short, fast climb. That's not his. That is not his uh, specialty. Yeah, it's these long. I mean, there's going to be four days in a row of these alpine passes. It's going to punch. Everybody, you're right. I think you're right, Paul. I think that I think that Ineos is playing the long game. Who's mm-hmm. the on the road director for them right now? Yeah, so that's that's the thing. Who are you gonna? It probably I would think, and I don't know if I'm probably wrong, but it would be um, uh, Mikhail Kiyakovsky. Yeah. No, I'm talking about in the car. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. The Brailsford himself. See, Ellensworth is gone. Yeah, right. And he got uh, Portal. Uh, none of the the on the road riders that have seasoned veteran Garrett Thomas has been on every Tour de France winning team for for Enios. He's not there this year. Holy shit! So I want to know who's in the car calling the shots because I think that you know the strategy because they're generally the ones that are you know um, you know calling the 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 big the big big picture strategy yeah. and you know. I think you're right, Paul. I think that I think that they're just sitting back and waiting because mm-hmm. um, they're coming. You know, some of the some of the biggest climbing is until the last week. That's with huge. that and with that god awful super long time trial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, everybody's got to be they've got to be fresh for that. Yeah. Okay. How about the holy shit moment? The moment of the race where you were completely and I I hope we can all probably agree on the same holy shit moment that you were surprised, shocked, scared, or left in disbelief. And I'm going to throw it out there right now. Everything about stage two, in my opinion, was a holy shit moment. Whole stage, yeah, absolutely. Just the carnage. Paul, if nobody thought it was going to rain. Nobody thought it was going to rain. Yeah, I, I saw a tweet from me in Boswell that says I I lived in Nice, in nice mm-hmm. and um, he says it never rains there, but when it does, it's like a skating rink. And holy shit, it almost looked it looked like a junior race, a, a, like a beginning junior race, <laughs> a beginning junior mountain bike race. Are you referring to Carson sweeping the field in that quarter lane crit? 
Is that <laughs> point a, grit. yeah? Point grit. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Um, I don't remember that crash anyway, Kirsten. I don't I think, think you I were conscious. That. <laughs> like everybody else uh, does anybody have a holy shit moment that can top stage two I think uh, Tej Benut trying to grind his bottom bracket on the railing <laughs> trying to do some cool. tricks he was, he was going full Tony Hawk <laughs> he was hey it's a grinding rail check yeah. this shit out this oh out. there goes my Cervello you know how fast they took that bike out of the picture oh Jesus yeah yeah. Jackson, you had something? I was just uh, like a comment on that. It's like the amount of frames that have just bit the dust of this race is insane. Like we've seen now two two bikes just snap. It's especially because I just want to buy one <laughs> or, an, or another, I guess we yeah. could say. Yeah. Uh, uh, I will say, though, I think my I think my moment is probably on like uh the stage where Alaphilippe, the where he won, the emotion that came out of him was pretty, was he, pretty intense. I thought was, that was a pretty cool moment for him, especially after his father passing and everything. That was a pretty, I could tell that was a really meaningful moment for him. I'll give you. I, I think that's a great one. That's a great holy shit. But good holy mm-hmm. shit. Not the not the everything. The wheels are falling apart and everything looks like crap. But that was actually a good. Not one. a twenty twenty. Yeah. yeah, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, for once we have something in 2020 to be happily emotional about. Um, how about any other any other kind of things among the favorites? For example, um, I'll just throw out some names. Um, well, we talked about Egan Bernal and Roger. Like, um, Tom Dumoulin, Peter Sagan, Nairo Quintana actually made an appearance at the front today. Um, Thibaut Pino. Um, and, 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 and things along those lines. Does anybody have any kind of comments or observations based upon any of those other riders or any other people involved? For example, Peter Song, Peter Song, Peter Sagan, is he is he fading or is I or is just Peter's game consistency? Peter Sagan is not a he's not a sprinter. He's a he's not a he's not a classic sprinter. He's a he's a guy that can he's a he's a green jersey winner, big difference. I think he can stay consistent throughout the tour. I don't think he's fading, um, and I think I think he is going to. I think he has a chance at, at keeping the green jersey the whole tour from now on. I but this is going to be his last one. See, I so there. <laughs> I think I very much do agree with Carson. I think now, I I personally think that the green jersey race is coming to an end. Unfortunately, um, already. Yeah, I think that he's just a person who is like Carson just said. He's consistent throughout. He's gonna be at, he's gonna at least gain some points on those intermediate sprints and on on the on the final. He'll get him throughout. Yeah. I was thinking about this today though on my ride that Sagan is only thirty years old. To put that in perspective, Roglic is thirty years old as well. Shit. So yeah. he, I think. I don't know if this is going to be his last one. I mean, he's different discipline. I mean, look, look at, look at, you know, it's, it's pretty rare for a sprinter to keep their saw sharp that late. Um, there's been a couple, Eric Zabel was one that stayed old and, and fast, but you know, there's a, I, I don't we know why. I, what's that? We know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
but I, I don't know. I think it's, I think if you're going to be, I think you can be well into your thirties and be a tour winner. Um, but I don't know if sprinters keep that, keep that razor sharp edge that long. A lot of them tend to shift that focus, which I think Peter Sagan has shifted that focus. He, he yep. is more of a, of that classics type of a mentality, but I think his consistency is always up there, especially when we come to some of these rolling mountain stages where guys like, you know, Caleb Ewan are, are long in the path, long back behind in the Gruppetto, um, where Sagan is still up there kind of compare, you know, trying to get some points earlier on. So mm -hmm. Caleb Ewan's a sprinter, pure and simple. So is Kristoff. Those yeah. guys are sprinters. Yeah. They're not, green, they're not, they're not green Jersey tour winners. Yeah. Who's the, who's his biggest challenge? Anybody? We're yet right. to see. Seems like Trenton, Matteo Trentin. Where is he really? sitting on points? I don't. Yeah, I know he's been challenging on the the mid, you know, uh, point systems in you know, uh, in the race. But it looks like I, I, a lot of people are going. I don't know. I know that uh, Bora Hansgren is not going to really work with him on that because they've got Buckelman who's in the top 10. Yeah. The GC's more of a focus. And they're leaning that way, too, for the future. I do believe Sagan's um, contract's in, into this year. I don't know. Oh, shit. So, um, and he's also, here's the thing, he's gone through quite a bit in the last couple of years on the personal basis, uh, divorce and dealing with, you know, a bunch of other things. Um, I, I don't I don't know. His heart may not be in it, um, but he's a clever enough guy that I think he doesn't have to win the sprints. He knows how he's calculating, you know, the intermittent uh, sprints. Points along the way. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And that's all he has to do. And he's he's always challenging every single one. Um, so uh, I can see other teams just trying to keep his points down. As of today, I don't know how it ended today because I had to go to work. He's still in green. Yeah, yeah. It, but as of yesterday, he was only two points ahead on on the green, uh, in the green jersey. Yeah. So I don't know. I only see I, I I I saw somebody like a Sam Bennett maybe being a potential competitor, but I don't think it's once we get to these constant climbs, it's not going to happen. I think if there's anybody going to challenge him, wait for it, Karsten. Could be somebody like Greg, Greg Van, Van Avermaet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at the green jersey uh, general ranking right now. Uh, it's Sagan, um, and then Sam Bennett, and then Christoph. Trenton is fourth. So Trenton uh, could be Trenton's that. Trenton's in there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So he's in uh, there. Zolo's fifth. Right. Caleb Ewan's sixth. No, Caleb. No. We're only four days in, but, you know, yeah. I, know I know it's fun to predict. I like to predict. I, I think there we go. Um, so how about um, any concepts for um, uh, riders you picked that you're really not confident with? Does anybody have anybody who's like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have picked that, other than Sivakov? Well, other um, than government. Greg Van Avermaet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got you. He confesses. <laughs> the truth is known. Yeah. Uh, Jackson, Mr. Perfect Teams every year. Um, he's Bulger Boys on the uh, on the Fantasy League, if you're involved in that one with us. He's always like two places ahead of me, which always pisses me off. Any riders you chose that you're like, uh-oh? Um, it is the first four days. Um, Davide Formolo is somebody who hasn't really lit anything up so far. So I think, I think one day he might go for a breakaway stage or be helping – Pogachar, but at the moment, 
it doesn't seem like he's going out and lighting the race on fire yet. Those aren't necessarily bad picks, though. I, no. I tend to pick a lot of people who are on, you know, Sepkus kind of people who are not going to necessarily be up there in the in the in the stage finishes. They're great riders, but they're going to completely blow it all apart trying to make everything happen for a guy like Roglic. So, but that's not a bad choice. I don't think that's a bad choice at all. Yeah, Formulos and and Thomas DeGent and all those guys. Yeah, they yeah. they have to lose major time and make sure that. Um, you know, the GC people aren't going to chase down. They don't want a Thomas DeGent or a Alaphilippe anymore to yeah. get, you know, four, five, six minutes up on a breakaway. And that's how they get – that's how that works. So week – towards the end of week two, you're going to see breakaways. You'll see Formolo and, and you'll see Gantz and um, yeah. DeGantz. And, yeah, I think you're on the right path. I, I would never let that guy go. He's hot. No. Mm-hmm. So, um, has anybody readjusted their top podium in Paris yet? Oh, can we? <laughs> I think we... Now, you can just say what you think is going to happen. It's not your actual oh, okay. bet. But you can say, okay, I originally had Bernal, Roglic, and whoever, you know, whatever other rider, Van Avermont, um, something like that. Does anybody want to tweak their predictions even though you technically can't? After what we've seen after four days, I'm st- I'm sticking with I'm sticking with the hand that I dealt myself. I I, I like my uh, Roglic, Bernal, Pogacar podium so far. That's not a bad podium, Karsten. I like my podium. I like uh, uh, Dumoulin, um, Roglic, and uh, Quintana. <laughs> I turned the camera to me for that one just so everybody can see. You picked Van Avermont. Okay. You did. People on listening on their headphones are having to turn the volume up, but I'm going to just that little voice in the back of their head. Karsten picked Van Avermont. Paul, <laughs> <sighs> you got any tweaks? Well, yeah. It, Pavlov uh, Sivakov is uh, obviously yeah. not going to be there, uh, so I'm kicking him to the curb. Yeah, and um, I will bring up uh, Bernal. He'll be on the podium, and I had Bookman. I think it'll. I want to keep it just for the heart, not the head. Yeah. If I play the head card, um, I think Dumoulin is. He made a comment in Dutch newspaper that I thought was kind of interesting that. After today's stage, he's like very frustrated that he was he he finished with Rokulis at the same time and everything, but he says, "Yeah, what, that was hard." So, this is a guy who hasn't raced for a while. Yeah, wait till the third week. Now he needs that he needs that that gradual not attack. I mean, he that's how he won the Giro. He kept his head. I think he has that potential. That TT um, six kilometer climb in the middle of a thirty six yeah. kilometer. TT. TT. Yeah, I think I think that he could if he's in the striking position. If it, it he could probably work his way into the podium. So I'll I'll go with two yeah, no, Yumbo. Yeah. He has the potential to be uh, uh, a 1989 tour. Um, I mean, it, it could oh. be decisive. That you that know, TT. That TT. Wow, that would be exciting. That would. Mm-hmm. And it's been it's. It hadn't been too shabby up to this point, so I guess we could say that. All right, gentlemen, that's our our tour discussion. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take you out on a um, 
on a fun little topic here before we finish. But before I take you out, I want to let you know that 2020 has been the year of things happening that are completely out of control. But there's one thing you control, and that's the shaving of your bush. <laughs> Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. And if you don't know, they shave, they sell more than just stuff that you can shave your... Nethers? Yeah. Um, if you haven't checked it out, the Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit. Nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, includes tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. I shit you not, and I have the nail nail tweezers, and they work really well. You don't have to grab a hold and pull a nail, rip a nail off like a lot of us dipshit guys do. The (laughs) 2.0 nail kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim with your nails in style. Does anybody pluck their eyebrows? Any of you guys? I have to. You do? I I grow a horn like like a, a rhino if I don't. <laughs> Jackson and Karsten. That's what I do. It didn't yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Really? I don't want it. I don't necessarily strive for the unibrow life. Okay. Okay. Wow. I, so I gotta look into that. I gotta start paying attention. Yeah. Jesus. I'm this I'm So the that's gross not guy. your glasses that connect you? No. Oh, I'm not geez. wearing glasses. <laughs> Harry bastard. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> listeners of the show are going to get 20% off and free shipping. Use the code PFP, Pack Filler Podcast at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using code PFP. Time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front truck trunk or shaving that front face, that, that horn coming out of your forehead at this mm-hmm. current given point in time. There we go. All right. So, guys, I want to I want to ask you guys just kind of fun topic, people who aren't completely obsessed with the Tour de France, about what I like to call rule-breaking moments. Okay? Let's admit it here. Uh, the, sometimes you change things up when nobody's looking. All right? We know that about the rules. We know about the Velominati rules. We know also, hopefully, by listening to this show, that those rules are not set in stone. They're they're meant to be kind of like the Ten Commandments, guidelines, um, uh, and things like that. Okay, uh, you know, the, although they are good advice. So let me ask you: um, for example, are there any general rules that you tend to not follow? And I'm going to give you the first example. I don't ride with headphones. I've I, I have I used to in the 80s. I used to remember going out. And, and loading my jersey pockets with like five or six cassette tapes because um, I knew I was going to be out on a super long ride. And I would honestly switch tapes in my, it wasn't a Walkman because I couldn't afford a Walkman. But uh, I would change tapes on my ride and listen to, listen to music constantly on my ride. Um, and then at some point in time, I think I got a, along the mentality that like, oh shit, this is dangerous. I probably shouldn't do it. So there's a rule an unwritten rule that I follow. Does anybody, for example, what are your thoughts on riding with headphones? That's my I first rule. It's, I, I don't not, I don't not ride with, with headphones. I don't ride without head, headphones. Really? You ride constantly with them? Yeah, I can't, I can't get through a road ride, especially without, without music. Really? Yeah. Wow. When I'm riding by myself, I, I have headphones. You I do. think it's, if I see somebody in a group with that, I'll, I'll flick them on the forehead with a dead finger. Yeah, it doesn't make sense in a group, <laughs> no. but if you're, if you're alone, for sure. Yeah, that's the really? only way. Yeah. I mean, you're out for three, four hours, you know, yeah. to me, it, and it helps. I And I don't have it blasting. I don't have, I mean, I can hear, I get it to the volume where I can hear cars coming up. And I have the sixth sense. 
Yeah. I see dead people. I see. <laughs> I hear automobiles. <laughs> I pick Greg Van Avermaet. <laughs> Slither and wheel win. Oh, that actually hurt my throat. Um, <laughs> but it was good. It was, it worth was it. good. Yeah. I, it was worth it. It was worth it. Um, I, really, you guys do. Jackson, do you, do you ride with headphones? Have you ever? I, um, I've never lived, I've never done it. No, I, um, I, somebody who right now lives in a pretty busy city, um, yeah. with a lot of traffic. I, I, I very much go against, against it here. You know, um, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm personally that type of person that does sometimes, um, well, actually I know for a fact that I'm a person that gets distracted very easily. So when I'm on, exactly. Squirrel. Squirrel, squirrel. Do the same thing. <laughs> um, but uh, when I like, uh, like honestly, like that, when I'm on a ride, I can just entertain myself. I see new things all the time, and my head goes right to that. Um, so there, there's something that kind of helps me there. But also, when I get too warm, or like if I start to sweat, I can hear the, I can like feel the heartbeat in my ears. Yeah. So then I have to take my headphones out because then that's all I can hear. It's almost like it's like, wow, showing me like. You can hear your heartbeat. You can hear your heartbeat. And so I have to get that help. Can you hear the heartbeat? <laughs> can you feel my love? I don't know the rest of the words. But. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll even, I'll, I'll take it a little farther. When I'm riding Zwift. Um, oh, I Zwift. Have I have to, to do headphones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, for me, it's it's even more specific. I, I can't listen to new music on Zwift. I got to listen to, um, it's either, uh, uh, Lucinda Williams um, li- live. Wow! Some, some Lucinda Williams live uh, music or the the Counting Crows live. Some some kind of live. Jesus music. Christ! You're old and you listen to mellow music when you're on Zwift. Oh, that's not mellow. Lucinda Williams, Counting Crows. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Uh, the Black Crows. Black oh, Crows. Oh, I'm well, here. <laughs> No, no, I said black. Almond Brothers, you know, like Mr. Uh, Hagen and me. Sorry, I guess I'm running with a joke. I had to. God, and I haven't made of your, I haven't made fun of your pedophile mustache once. Oh, <laughs> oh. hey, this fucker's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a beard stash. Cool, it's a beard stash. Uh, anyway, no, I, I got it's. It's got to be very specific playlist. Otherwise, I can't get through a Zwift podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, I sure. understand. I Zwift ride. No, I understand. I'm. I'm. I. I do actually find myself books on tape and stuff like not books on tape. Uh, um, Audible. I, I do that when I'm on Zwift and things like that. Well, William, are you yeah. guys saying that the the background music in Zwift is not entertainable? What? <laughs> <laughs> Right on. Yeah. <laughs> no, right. I, I, I went through. I, I read all of Phil Guyman's books this year on uh, on Swift. Did you? Yeah. Oh wow, Carson's got an opinion on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I haven't written. Has anybody tried? Um, speaking of, even though it's not rule breaking, but um, the bone induction headphones. If you guys even know what I'm talking about, where do you about, put it? It's. <laughs> You said bone induction. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I work with children. Yeah, sorry. No, they're uh, headphones that that vibrate yeah. the inner ear, and you can still hear what's going on outside, and you're not necessarily at a risk of getting run over. I don't. I have that sixth sense. I see. I see. There 
Sorry, sorry. Semi coming up your ass. Um, Okay, other rule breaks. Um, Has anybody ever mixed up their kit? Uh, You know, clashing shorts and jerseys. Carson's nodding. Carson is nodding. Nodding yes or no? I did it yesterday. Uh, Yeah. uh, You were on a mountain bike, I hope. No. no, no. um, That's pretty common on a mountain bike for me, actually. Really? Um, now I had some quarry shorts and, uh, and an Essos jersey on. And uh, that was, I, I didn't even realize it until I was out riding, but I actually had that thought like, wow, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm mixed up here. Yeah. I can't claim anything because Frank from Velmanati gave me shit when we, went, when we rode in <laughs> Seattle. I had a, I had the pack filler kit on, but I had a blue helmet and he gave me shit about it, but in a gentle way. Yeah. yeah. What kind of helmet was that, Pat? It was a giant, and I damn that was a good helmet. Speaking of which, Carson, that helmet has been um, delivered to our um, our winner, winner in the Pat Filler Classic, and he he sent a picture of it, and that fucking thing is gorgeous. It's like it it changes colors as you turn the damn yeah. thing. Yeah, chameleon. It's really cool looking. Yeah, it's a beautiful helmet. It's a beautiful helmet. Um, Jackson, Paul, anybody break the rule of of fucking with your kit? No, Paul never does. I do. You do. Yeah, if I really have to ride and I forgot to like clean a yeah. jersey that matches the short shorts, so you know, it, it really? ha- not very often. I try and stay on top of that. Jackson, do you mix it up? See, so I was thinking about something the other day that I, out of all of my years, I have not owned a, uh, I've not owned a piece of clothing, cycling clothing that isn't pack filler kit. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> Who pays your bills? That's exactly. my boy. That's <laughs> my boy. So like I I can't really like it's pretty d- impossible for me to not have the same kit all the time. I'm also at the point where I think I need to mix it up a little bit. I love the pack filler kits, but I also think we need something that maybe, you know, we we don't need a new team kit next year, but maybe something that's a little bit more subtle. Not so cyc- road cycling rolling billboard. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I guess it is. Okay. Just you. <laughs> that did sense for that. So we are at an hour and seven minutes into the podcast, so I'm going to make this go a little rapid fire on, on terms of rule breakers, okay? Um, and some of them aren't really rule breakers, but um, I just want to know from everybody. Paul's going to start this one. Uh, white shoes for road. Yes? Yes. No, or yes, yes, definitely yes. Jackson? Oh, yeah. Karsten? Sure. Why not? See, I'm, I have black shoes. That's my road shoes, shoes are black. black. You but, do too, Karsten. I've had white shoes. I've had black shoes. I've had blue shoes. I've had red shoes. Yeah. What does uh, Alberto ride with? White shoes. There we go. There's yep. the fashion statement right there. There it is. Mm-hmm. There it is. Uh, do you pay attention to the placement of your glasses, Paul Maine? I don't wear them. <laughs> he doesn't wear glasses. Uh, Jackson Bulger, do you pay attention to the placement of your glasses? Temples, meaning outside of the helmet straps. straps. I have had this embedded into me, so yes, I have it over my helmet straps. Good man. I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> Karsten Hagen, do you put the temples of your glasses outside or inside your helmets, and are you, or do you give a shit? Uh, no, I go, they go on the outside of the straps, uh, but inevitably they get, they get stuffed up into my helmet 20 minutes into the ride every time because I sweat so much. Yep. Yep. Oh, it happens. 
I've been dealing with a lot of sweat issues. Um, I'm the same way, but they always go on the outside of the straps for me. Do you pay attention? Oh, that's the one I already read. Um, Saddlebags to hold, uh, you know, spare tubes, shit like that behind the saddle. Just a little one. Never. Paul says no. Jackson. I don't own one, but I would definitely do it. He is. He's the, the kids are going to this thing nowadays where it's it's yeah, cool. and they're starting it's to hip. get bring the butt pack back yep. too. You know, yep. Fanny. yeah, the fanny pack. Karsten, uh saddlebag, jersey pocket, jersey pocket, pocket. Good man. Uh, the riding of pro with current pro team jerseys. Paul Main. That's a negative. That's a negative. Uh, Jackson Bulger, current pro teams. Um, I don't own one, but you know, if you're out wearing a jersey, I'd rather you be out than not at all. Oh, uh, well, see, geez. he pulled that card. God damn it, now I look like an asshole. Yeah, now we're pricks. Well, we're, I am an asshole. We're roadie yeah. assholes. Thanks, Jackson. You fucked it up for the rest Jesus. of us. <laughs> Karsten, now you can redeem oh, yourself. It, it's no way. It's uh, it's 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 a, it's actually a, the ultimate faux pas yeah. is to wear a pro kit. I, I thought you were going to say, unless it's CCC. <laughs> <laughs> I, won't, I, won't even wear, I won't even wear that. Yeah, I know. I like the orange, though. Uh, I like the orange. Uh, leg hair. Is there a certain time when you're like, I'm so embarrassed I won't go out and ride because my leg hair is so bad? Paul Maine. Just never let it grow out. Never let it grow out. You're that on top of it. <laughs> because you manscape. That's right. See how I pulled that back? Yep. Thank you. Uh, Jackson Bulger, leg hair. Uh, I used to ride with leg hair, uh, so it doesn't really matter. I guess, but I shave my legs currently. Yeah. See, kids are just so much more relaxed. The new generation is going to make it so much better. There's not going to be any elitists. There's not going to be any of this shit. The kids are just going to bring us all together in harmony. Karsten. Ah, shit, I haven't had leg hair since I was 15. (laughs) (laughs) Paul's right. Just never let it grow out. Yeah. (laughs) I get lazy. I do get lazy sometimes and let it get a little shaggy. Um, how about training with a number on riding with an actual number from the previous day weekend's race? Never, Paul. Absolutely, that's the biggest faux pas of all those. Okay, yeah, we are such fucking roadies. <laughs> Don't uh, do it, Jackson Bulger. Would you train with the neck with the previous weekend's number on? I probably would remove it because I'm not racing that day. Okay, good. Thank God, Karsten. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> straight to the point. Um, would you ever ride sleeveless, Paul Maine? I must confess, I had in the past. Yeah, but never again. I did it because, like, Sean Yates did it. Yeah, I know. Really that's cool. that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll I'll switch. Karsten Hagen, would you ride sleeveless? I have one sleeveless jersey, and I wear it on super hot days. Sometimes, every once in a while, I wear it a couple times a year. Mountain biking, like right? No road. I can't talk I've, to I've you. even worn it on a Tuesday night ride. <laughs> Friendship's over. Yeah. Uh, Jackson Bulger, would you ride sleeveless? Uh, no, I got to cultivate those tan lines. <laughs> Good man. Razor sharp. Um, I'm getting down to the wire. I've got two left. Um, when are arrow bars acceptable? Paul Maine. You guys ready for this? Yeah. Definitely in a, in a non-Mercs TT and adventure biking or a long gravel like gravel race like uh, can- Dirty Kansas. I think there is a purpose. I'm switching cameras because Jackson has his hands on his face. <laughs> I'm telling you, there is a. if you're on the bike for over over six hours, you need that position. 
But you better not be going in that position in a pack. You better be by yourself. Okay, okay. Oh, so he's saying solo. Jackson, I'm going back to you. Tell me uh-huh. your, your thoughts on this arrow bar comment. Do we have I, some elitism coming through in the younger generation? No, there, no. Eh? We might find a chink in his armor. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I am. You guys know me. I'm super cool on like everything else, but I. <laughs> Gravel, like, I don't know what it is, but aero bars on gravel bikes is just not a thing that I really love. I get the purpose of it, and if you're going to do it, good on you, but whew, that's just not something that I really like the aesthetics of. I'm, I'm going to ask you that we should ask you the same question when or if or when you do Dirty Kanza or any gravel yeah. ride that's beyond, like, eight hours. You might change your mind. I did Leadville on a mountain bike in 12 hours. That's a fucking mountain bike. (laughs) (laughs) At that point, see, at the point that I'm thinking of, though, if it's that long, I'm just going to change my tires. I'm going to get big old fat tires so it's it's cushioned. Karsten Hagen, Uh, arrow bars. The only place and time for arrow bars is on a TT bike in a time trial. And but I'm gonna. There's a, there's a caveat to this. I really wish that they would bring back uh, spinaches. That goes against you me. guys. Both said spinaches at the very same yeah, time. I knew where no, he was going. Yeah, we're both old. But yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I mean, and, and it'd be hard to do it on some of the profiles of, of some road bars now. Uh, they tend to be flat on top yeah. but, and carbon. Yeah. 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 Um, but. Ah, God, I miss those. I used to use those. Um, I've got a set. I just still, dangled my arms. I've over got the a top. Set, I've got a set in yeah. the in the shop right now, mm-hmm. and I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do with them. I mean, the bar diameter has changed, so they won't fit right. on anything. You might as well put them in a box with a you know like a yeah a display just up just on the like, wall <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Along with okay, all wait, the other. What the fuck is it's, that? The, 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 the bottom line is I like the idea of them. They weren't a full arrow bar. You could put your hands out there. It was just like another place to put your hands. Yeah. And, um, you know, because often, like, if you're, in a, if you're in a break and, you know, your position allows it, you can, you, know, you can drape your forearms over the tops and, and ride like that for a Which while. Which is but, Paul does that. Yeah. yeah I, I, um, it, it's, it's something you want to do. And they don't look dorky like uh, like like arrow clip-ons. Yeah, they're, 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 they they serve they served a purpose. Uh, I will never say that those Scott Scott uh, drop-ins. Drop- oh, yeah. I had I had a pair of those. Oh my god! You drank you drank the Lamont Kool Aid then. I, I have a pair of those in the <laughs> other room too. Yeah, I, I never ever. I can't get rid of them. No they're just they're, they're classic. That too should be hung on the wall. They're classic. <laughs> Um, what new trend, last question, what new trend do you think is cool, but might be seen as not? For example, I know a lot of roadies out there and I know a lot of roadies are uptight. I'm actually becoming a potential interest in bikepacking, in doing these overnight, these, these multiple night bikepacking trips. And I know the roadies out there are going, Oh God, man! Just take your credit card and 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 get a hotel room. Actually, that's wrong dialect. So I should go. Just take your credit card and buy a hotel room, you freaking moron! 
But um, uh, what what trends do you think that are coming up that you think is potentially cool but might not be seen, or vice versa? For example, you might think Everesting is absolutely fucking stupid. Paul Maine. Oh, you threw me. Yeah, you're the first. I'm throwing you first. I don't. I don't see any trends to be honest with you, that. I think are cool. Yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, I I just if people want to do like your stupid thing without using a credit card, uh, I the only way I'd go across country is credit card. I I hate camping. Really, that doesn't none of that appeals to me. But it doesn't mean that it's stupid. I don't think it's stupid. But um, I. I I'd say gravel, gravel racing, but not to the point where it's starting to go, gravitate towards. It, Single track mountain bikes basically with drop bars. Yeah. It's, uh, it, that's, that's you see same. a lot of trends where it's like what John Tomac did uh, for a, a uh, while yeah. ago. He's just like, I just race mountain bike on drop bars. Yeah. But okay. No, I can see that. Yeah. That, uh, that trend needs to go away. It, it, it is what it is. Jackson, Jackson, a trend that you that you might secretly think is cool or or, or opposite? Um, I think one, I, one, I do agree with you. I do have that interest in bike packing. I've been thinking about buying myself a handlebar bag. Yeah, I know I'll do it. Um, and I also think on those same lines, um, I personally think that I know people have said one bike to do it all is something that is impossible. I think we are gravitating towards that a little bit. I think there is such thing that can that can do it. I think I think Open right now has a bike called the Mind. Yep. Yep. And that is something that is a fast road fast road bike, but it can also accommodate for these big tires. And I think and we're seeing a lot of bike brands do this. Trek did this. Yeah. Um, we did I, it. Yeah, exactly. Giant did it with their uh, TCR and all of like this is the way things are going. It seems like compatibility or not compatibility, but. Uh, Comfort is going to be a big thing now. I, I, I tried to keep the camera on Paul as often <laughs> as much here because his facial expressions were just like he was contorting his face with denial. Well, it, he's he's correct to a point. I mean, it, it because I'm I'm at that less than one percent that only wants to do one thing. Yeah. Um, if not everybody wants to race and stuff, and I, I think of our our good friend Justin Short. That guy, yeah. That guy, right? He could ride me under the, the table, easy. That guy's amazing. But, that's not the type of riding that I personally like. Yeah, I admire that. But one bike, if you're going down Mount Spokane, oh, here it is. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's a choice. You have a choice. If you're going up it, there's a choice. Yeah. If you, I mean, the things that I like to do, there isn't a quiver killer. I just don't believe it. If I race on a gravel race ever, it'll be on a gravel bike, one that's designed for that, not something with a 67-degree head tube angle and straight yeah. bars and where they're going right now. I, I I, think you have to have – well, look at mountain bikes. Enduro yeah. bikes, you have downhill bikes, you have cross-country bikes. There isn't a quiver. Killer. Yeah. I don't believe that. Carson Hagen Jackson, I'm not against your 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 statement though. I, I you know, I think I think if we generalize there will be a bike there can be a bike there that can, can do agree. it all. I agree with that. You can race a crit on a gravel bike with the right size wheels and things like that. Um is it gonna be as as quick as a as a as a dialed in road bike? Probably not. But you know. 
I don't know. I think we're, I think, and Carson could probably attest to this, but I think yeah. we're on the verge there. I, I, okay. So I'll weigh in. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that uh, we're going to see a true quiver killer in that, uh, that would sort of be counterproductive. Uh, for, <laughs> yeah. For a bicycle versus <laughs> livelihood. But um, I will say that uh, Jackson kind of nailed something in that, I think the aero bar aero bike is going to go away and um the aero bike yeah yeah the aero bike is going to go away and and i'll i'll sort of back that up by saying the new version of the tcr uh the new version of the madone um the new version of the tarmac they all incorporate a lot of aero bike uh, things that we have learned from aero bikes have been incorporated into traditional road bikes yeah if you look at for example the new tcr bike i know very well uh there's design elements in that thing that that we have all that all the bike companies have learned from creating aero bikes but we've we built a bike that's almost a pound lighter than the current tcr and it's much faster aerodynamically wow Meanwhile, you can go buy an aero bike if you want from any brand and, and certainly is faster in a wind tunnel. But in reality, um, you know, uh, for everyday riding, um, you're going to want a, a bike that incorporates all that stuff. So I think the aero bike is going to go away. I agree. And um, I agree. And I think I think specialized, you can see what they're doing with their tarmac and their uh, Venge is probably going to go away. The problem with aero yeah, bikes the, is in order to get an aero, you got there's no compliance and that beats the shit out of it's that that is more narrow it's almost a tt bike for the road yeah. and it doesn't always fit the picture when you're riding what what giants done with their uh new version of it it's a tcr right that yep. yeah that and and specialized is done i think they're we're gravitating for for road bike purposes something more arrow than than the the traditional road bike, but with way more compliance from uh, aero bike, if that makes sense. That's absolutely absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely what's happening. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and uh, you'll see, um, you know, you'll probably see uh, fewer choices in gravel bikes because it just doesn't need to be that many. Yeah. You know, there yeah. have wow. been some ridiculous iterations of gravel bikes. I think uh, evil evils versions yeah. of, have you seen those things? Uh, evils. I, oh, I mean, I've seen, I've seen, I've maybe I've seen a gravel bike. I don't know. We're jumping the ship uh, anyway, Carson, yeah. uh, just, to, and this is a whole entire another topic that I, no, we could do we could do a whole show on this. Realize yeah. it needs to be a whole new show. Um, Karsten, a trend that you think might be overhyped, but you think is cool, or or that might be you see cool but is overhyped. I think you uh, almost said it with aero bar aero bikes there. But. Uh, well, that was that was kind of my that was kind of my uh, that was sort of my um, contribution to that discussion. Yeah. However, I will add that I'm going to be Everesting in uh, uh, mid October. Um, I'm not going to, I hopefully I'll make, I'm do one of the guys that works for me um, has done it twice now. And uh, we're going to be, um, we actually have some backing from our employer. Wow. Uh, and we're raising money for, this is my little plug. We're raising money for uh, November for uh, prostate cancer research. How nice. Holy shit, and, dude. Uh, yeah, as a two time prostate cancer survivor, I'm, uh, I, I'm all in. Um, it's one of the reasons I'm losing all this weight and riding a lot. Um, but, uh, 
as far as a trend goes, I, it's I hope I make it, uh, and I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm really glad uh, a lot of people are are doing it. Do I think people are going to be Everesting in five, six years? I don't know. Who knows? I mean, uh, yeah. You know, but all I know is I'm doing one. And I'm excited, about dude. It. Um, okay, I'm I, I I'm gonna want some sort of a report from that entire effort. Oh, it'll be it'll be heavily covered. Good, good, <laughs> good. Okay, good on you, man. That's awesome. I have a question. Where are you gonna do? Where are you gonna attempt this? <laughs> we're doing. Oh my god. Bachelor? So we're doing this in uh, in in Livermore, California, oh. and it's not a big long grade. It's a it's a pretty short climb. So we'll end up doing it. A bunch of times, uh, up to basically it goes from Mines Road up to Del Valle Regional Park, and it's uh, I forget maybe it's a two mile climb. So we're gonna end up doing it like I forget how many times it took Mike to do it uh, last year, but it'll be multiple, multiple oh. times of this thing. Yeah, I think we decided you could do Mount Spokane if you did it ten times. No thanks. No, yeah. yeah I, don't, that. I don't know if the answer is to do it on a long climb because yeah, you yeah. see you got that long descent. To freeze up and get all yeah. that poison built up in your legs, yeah. And you're not climbing; you've lost yeah. time climbing. Yeah, no, I yeah. agree. Wow. Okay, you guys, um, we we're, we're four days into our our tour to France, and um, we've got to we've got to figure out where this is all going to go, right? And um, I guess we could all decide that our per- personal picks ha- are, are going to make everything magically happen. My personal picks, I'm keeping quiet. I'm keeping that close to my chest because I don't want to jinx the riders, but I do have riders like Royal glitch that I think is going to do really well. So, um, hopefully we'll see as exciting bike racing as we've seen this week. And, and we can go from there. Does anybody have any lasting final comments or predictions you think are going to happen within the next seven days? Jackson nods his head. Karsten nods his head. Somebody's going to win a stage. There we go. I think we should just leave with that one, right? That is is actually the prognostication of all prognosticators. I kind of finished with kind of big words, didn't I? (laughs) Prognostication and prognosticators, and I said them without saying prognosticators. That is another episode of the Pack Filler Podcast. Uh, like, subscribe, and do all those sorts of things. Uh, watch bike races. Go out there and ride your bike. If you do with headphones, fucking be careful, please. There we go. Thanks, you guys. People. Hi, Greg Van Haberman. <laughs>